Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bomba donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bomba, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast. Code acast. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostikew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey Wigglers, this week I'm hoovering with a real life poppet, an absolute human goldmine when it comes to stories. Actor, funny man and host of the gorgeous podcast My Time Capsule, it's Michael Fenton Stevens. It was time for a jolly one, I thought, so that's exactly what you're getting. Um, thanks for listening to Hoovering. Can you tell every other Wiggler to listen? Thank you. Um, one way of telling them is just to subscribe or give it a five-star review. Apparently that bumps it up the old ratings ladders and helps every other twat find it. Um, or you can just tell them. Be like, excuse me, I've just listened to this brilliant podcast. And they'll say, oh, tell me more. And you'll go, yeah, it's called Hoovering. Google it. That's like sounds like a lovely jolly conversation to have. Uh, if you've got spare money, I'd love it. <laughs> you can support the podcast financially, is what I mean. Go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering Pod, where there is right now for some of my patrons uh, a special episode, a birthday special. Hoovering turned four at the end of January, so I invited the best guests from last year back to have a lunchtime party with me, including. The brilliant comedian Toussaint Douglas, so funny, bonkers, Fatiha Al Ghori, uh, Will Duggan, and Derry Girls, and great British pottery throwdowns, legendary Siobhan McSweeney. Um, uh, 
it's such a funny episode. It's a howl. I howled. They made me howl. Uh, and at the moment, that's just for some of my patrons. Even if you're already a patron, but not one that gets that episode, why don't you sneak yourself up a tier so you get access to that for the next few months? Um, yeah, I mean, all my patrons get really cool stuff. Guest recipes, videos for me, <clears throat> just for them. Birthday packages for some patrons. Discount tickets to free tickets sometimes for live shows. A semi-regular consultation on guest requests and stuff like that. It's worth it, I think. I think I've made it worth it. Be my patron. Uh, links to everything interesting that Michael and I mention, including all the things I've just waffled on about, are, as ever, in the podcast notes, wherever you got this podcast from. If something's in capitals, it means I've turned it into a link. I spend ages on those notes, so use them. Right, let's have this lovely, easy, joyful, effortless episode. The only warning is that you might now fancy a Mars bar um, a little bit less by the end of this episode than you do right now. Michael and I don't live nearby one another, so we Zoomed. And for context, an hour or so before this, we'd recorded his podcast. We'd stopped and had a little lunch break. And now we're reconvening as you join us, ready to hoover our lunch pudding, which I had sent him his identical version to mine of via good old-fashioned post. Lovely. Lovely to catch the end of that snippet. Little bit of something for you there. Keep you going. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. I like to, I like taking I like to motivate myself with a bit of you know yeah baby I'm ready to go on the rooftop shut no, I never do that I never do that never, never. and I'm no. glad I've seen you never do that no um, how are you all right yeah good thank you puppet good um, so I'm recording record. I'm recording lovely. I'm re- me too lovely. And I found my questions <laughs> but first of all because we've done your podcast and then reconvened mm. for a lunch break I feel like I must start by asking what you've had for lunch oh uh, well I've had kippers have you yeah I know possibly the funniest of all lunches which is perfect <laughs> actual kippers actual kippers a miss uh, a miss delivery from Sainsbury's one of those oh. things where you know they say I'm sorry we've replaced your um, tin of tuna with some fresh kippers they go what is that it's a computer doing this, isn't it? I, I love it. Oh, no. You do get the most ridiculous yeah. replacements, don't you? You think to yourself, no, that's really nothing like it. What yeah. are you doing? It's you- algorithms at their worst. That's superb. But you do think, um, I love it. At least they were both fish, you know. I do really love it when you've had your your vegan steak replaced by a steak. I think stuff like that happens quite a bit to people, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It is shocking. But it's only because there's not a person involved. It's only because it's a computer looking at the key word and going, well, we've got something that is a bit like that. So you get fish food. Yeah. Although sometimes people make that mistake. I remember um, trying going to Lewisham Tesco's, which is quite, it's a theme park anyway. Um, (laughs) It's a day out. Um, And I was trying to make something from a very complicated Nigella recipe that had creme de cacao in it. Like (laughs) I was going to find that in Lewisham Tesco's, but I was there anyway. And um, I couldn't find it. So I went to customer services and said, have you got, have you got, this is so weird. And I was very apologetic, Mm. creme de cacao. Mm. And she just looked at me like, what, you know, what are you? Did you just say the word cacao? Because <laughs> I think I know what that is. I think I know what that is. <laughs> well, in the end, she... Um, Tra- have I you said, tried I the can... baby department? <laughs> I said, can I... Sp- 
spell it? And I spelled it out. She stared at her screen for so long and turned back around to me and went, we've only got cheese. <laughs> She'd only managed to put Shocker. a C in. Yeah. That's all. She'd put, yes. Yeah. C, search. Bloody hell. We've got cheese and cauliflower. That's it. <laughs> Did you enjoy the kippers? I can't remember the last time I had a kipper. I don't think I've had a kipper since childhood. Really? No, I, yeah, I really did. And it's yeah. something that I like a lot, kippers. Yeah. But it's not something I would ever buy. So well <sighs> done, Sainsbury's, for completely, yes. for completely fucking up the delivery. <laughs> Yeah, and Brilliant. making and bringing you a new horizon because God, yeah. they were they were the shiz, weren't they? They were on every breakfast menu in the eighties, nineties. Where they gone? If you go what to a posh there? hotel, then mm. you have that as an alternative, don't you? You can have yeah. They do um, so you can ask for your eggs done in several different ways. Would you yeah. like it? How would you like that, sir? Uh, I'd like it um, deviled, please. Yes. Don't we just yeah. do that to kidneys? I'd like you to do it to my eggs. Thank you. Oh, Something uh, ridiculous yeah. like that. You know. Eggs have got as complicated as coffee, haven't they, actually? Now? <laughs> and you have so many questions about the thing. Like, I just want the nice, I just wanted the nice taste in my mouth. Yeah. Stop making it. This isn't mastermind. Coffee, I'll go um, for the latest one that I've just worked out. So, oh. so at the moment, I'm flat white, you know, because, yeah. because I, I didn't know what it was. I ordered it and went, oh, it's just coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Just a nice, strong coffee. They just called it Lovely. flat white coffee because it is coffee is flat and generally white. And that's it. Well <laughs> yeah. done. Brilliant. This is a latte for grown-ups yeah. who don't need a pint of drink. Could, yeah. Could I, have a, could I have a hot, slightly brown tea, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, mm. Brilliant. Um, so, Kippers, Kippers for lunch. And I've provided the pudding. Uh, I'm supposed to do some weird chocolate. You have. I understand it's arrived. So we've uh, got... We have got yeah. uh, Mondelez, the Carabao from... Carabao. From Dime. So I'm not yeah. quite sure what country. I've not looked it up. What do you think it is? Well, I loved whatever that accent was because I got them in Ikea. Well, you see, I have a, <laughs> feeling, I have a feeling these are the sort of sh- sweets that you see in the, um, in the either the Bulgarian or the Polish shop at the end of my street. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, so what I've done here is I had one of my favourite descriptions of a bad confectionery chocolate confectionery very early in this podcast about four years ago where somebody said it tastes like holiday chocolate <laughs> and i thought that was such a perfect yeah. um description of that sort of shit mm, you know flavors, lacking that creaminess yeah. and you know what i did a bit of research and um in hot countries chocolate is shit because you can't have the same ratios of cocoa butter in there because it will go to Which it would dissolve yeah. yeah um it won't the chocolate is to be full of far more preservatives and crap to keep it to have it survive right in places that are warm so you don't get fabulous chocolate but what i've done here is try and get two bars that look like holiday chocolate that i'm hoping because of where we got them from yeah are going to be nice so we've got a dime marabou which looked like the um yeah. Oh, that's fun. It's like a tube marabou. of Marabou. Um, now, I, you sort of, with the word marabou, you sort of expect it to have some sort of filling, don't you? But it. Yeah. But here, look, it's just chocolate. And then they do that yeah. really clever trick where oh, they... It smells they, good. They, it does. It smells nice. They put it in. Look, oh. there are two of them. And yeah. they look like two big solid chunks of chocolate. But then if you pull them apart, they've got a <sighs> dimple in them. Oh, simple dimple. So, in fact, what they're doing is they're fooling you into thinking there's more chocolate there than there really is. 
But They've displayed more filling on the outside of the sandwich to reveal an unfilled, skinny back end of sandwich. It's like those they? sandwich makers who put everything yeah. right on the edge of the sandwich. And actually, when yeah. you inside it, there's nothing. They've come. Satisfyingly, though, Mike, yeah. the dimple does mean, as you can see... You can balance it. You, yeah, you can use this chocolate as a sort of hat for your thumb, if you wish. I think it's a cabri act in the developing <laughs> stages. Oh, you're can, right. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, that's a good idea. How, yeah. how many? Oh. I know. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> we can just balance really it on the finger. Nice. Okay, we're going to taste yeah. it. Bit of fun. We're going to taste mm. it. Mm. Okay, going in. Mm. Mm. Oh, hello. That's nice. Mmm. That oh, is not. A that's texture in there, isn't there? That's not holiday chocolate, is it? That's, no, that's nice. That's a dime. Where's it I mean, from? Where is dime? Mm. Well, I think it's maybe. See, the rest of it mm. is all written in a foreign mm. language. Yeah, we don't Probably know the foreign language of the place it comes from. From the, um, from the cover, it looks like some have got... The one I just had had tiny little crystals of dime, sort of hard. Ah, yeah, little tiny. Business. But it looks like some of them have got a completely the full of what a dime would be full of. Are you saying that these are variable? <gasps> As we go through the packet, you find different things. I'm hoping, and the only way we'll find out is if we have quite a few. Mm. <laughs> okay, maybe at this mm. point, I should point out that I'm diabetic. Okay, got it. <laughs> should have checked that before, really. No. Before sending you chocks. I tell you, I haven't had chocolate for ages, and it's really, really lovely. I think the best chocolate is the chocolate you have after you haven't had chocolate for ages. Well, it is. This is an absolute treat for me, and I can, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it won't kill me. <laughs> Pretty sure. If, you know, if this is my... All press is good press for podcasts, <laughs> you know. If this is my posthumous podcast, then then hopefully people will understand that I couldn't I couldn't resist it. Just and we, resist. we've got another bar to go, which is gorgeous. Yeah. I've not oh, found anything dear. other than No, just I chocolate. haven't. And I've had one which, anything, if anything, had less of the crunchy bits and it was more just no. solid milk chocolate. But I'm not complaining. I've got a cup of tea with mine. I think tea and chocolate's a lovely combination. Oh, coffee. Have you? Coffee, Coffee, man. lovely. A, a, mm. a, a flat white. It or, is a flat white. Look, it's very flat. It's incredibly flat. <laughs> it's, I tried to make it not so flat, but, but every, yeah. it keeps spilling out of the cup. Oh, it's no good ah. to anybody. Well, um, that's very just, nice. Just to try and keep a relatively level GI index, I'll I'll <laughs> ask you some things before we try the other. Okay, chocolate. all right. Um, you've been in so many things as an actor. Have you um, ever had to eat anything memorable as part of any act? Oh my word, I have. In fact, strangely yes, enough, I've listened to episodes of your podcast. I really like it, and um, oh, and uh, now who was it who chose who where you tasted taramasalata? Oh gosh, who was that? I think it might have been Izzy. Might have been Izzy. Might have been Izzy. She loves it. Ah, that's right. It was. It was. She does love it. Yes. Now, I used to love it, and I I did a commercial for Ritz Crackers, uh, which was lovely. And so um, we turned up, and at seven o'clock in the morning, they said, "So we'll do a big shot of you all around the table, the family, all enjoying yourself." And there's all sorts of food, so you know, take some Ritz Ritz, Ritz Crackers, some whatever they're called, Ritz Crackers, mm. and and just you know, dip it in something or put something on it, and to just show how how adaptable they are. And we'll do a big sort of shot. And this camera spun around the table filming us all. And I put it into the Taramasalata and took a great big scoop of it. Oh, Oh, seven o'clock in the morning. I I thought, I like Taramasalata. That's all right. So I ate it. For the rest of the day, 
We did that <laughs> shot over and over. And I tell you, I was so close to throwing up several times. Oh, dear. And I, the director at one point said to me, I don't think you put enough terror whistle after. I said, I can't. I can't put any more on it. I really can't. <laughs> Please don't make me eat any more. <laughs> it was that thing I was... I can't. Oh, I don't. can't. And I've had a number of food. I've done a lot of food commercials in my time. Yeah. I had to eat spaghetti bolognese and pretend it was nice when, oh. in fact, it was freezing cold. Oh, and to make no. it look like it was hot, one of the crew had a cigarette and he would puff on the cigarette and then with a straw, blow it into the food so that it... Fuck off. True. That is disgusting. Disgusting. And then you'd have to eat that. I tell you, just before the take's going, it's standing there, I'm ready oh. with a fork and they said, how are we going to make it look like it's steaming? This plate went... <laughs> and they said, okay, looking good. Oh, go. And I had to eat it and go, mmm, oh, that's lovely. It was Absolutely, oh, a smoke, really, God. nicotine stain. Also, just exhaled. It was so much lovely. You, you won't get that post-COVID, will you? It Thanks, was, God. It was fun. I smoked the silver lining time? we've been looking for? Oh, fair enough. You still don't want somebody else's, no. unless it's part of some sort of French sexy spliff blowback <laughs> when you're 14. <laughs> Nobody wants that. That's the one exception. There's no other. Oh, that is rank. Really rank. That's well, the best and grossest answer to that question I've ever I've got heard. others. Do you want to hear I another one? I want them all. I want them all. I, Can I quickly ask with the yeah. crackers one? Because I did a crackers advert. Oh, right, yeah. And, but which was similarly not as bad as Terrence Lust. It just had bits of cheddar on it. Mm. Um, but it was, a, it was 16 hours, 16 hour shoot. Um, I was given a spittoon. Did you have a spittoon? Or were you, I did. Did you have to swallow it? I did, it? and yeah. I'd learned my lesson because a long time ago yeah. I was involved in a Mars commercial where, oh, where I was playing the boyfriend <laughs> of a very beautiful girl. And she was this gorgeous looking girl. And they said, she was a model. And they said, uh, they said look, we need you to bite into the Mars bar. We've perforated the wrapper. So that as you pull it, it'll come off clean. You've got a oh, lovely, wow. very clever. It's got little tiny perforations all the way around. You go like that. It comes off in one thing. You take a bite and then you smile at the camera. Oh, that's quite hard, actually. Yeah, it was really hard. I mean, almost <laughs> impossible to do it without having some residue of Mars bar stuck on the front of your teeth, which is a model is not what you want in life. <laughs> and, and, and this girl, and bless her, they said to her, and then when we say cut, it just spit it out. And she said, oh, no, that's, that's gross. He said, well, no, really, we're going to do, a, we will probably do a lot of these. So um, I'd spit it out of you. And she said, no, it's all right. I like Mars bar. On take, oh God. on take 74, oh God. she peeled off the wrapper. There was a bloke still in the corner, still putting holes in the wrapper. Jesus Christ, how many of these are we going to do? He pulled the wrapper top off. She took a bite from it. She turned, smiled at the camera, and then projectile vomited. <gasps> Very sticky brown stuff all, all over the cameraman and the camera. <laughs> It was really. I hope, I hope that's on camera. Oh, it's, it must be somewhere. It's probably still in camera it's somewhere. Absolute, as well as on camera. Absolutely somewhere. brilliant. It was Amazing. the most perfect. You know, like when you, you know, it was in a cartoon where it's yeah. like a tube of stuff. It's so perfect coming out. It was the shape of her mouth and it didn't go wider. It just went. <laughs> she went. And it went. <laughs> and, I mean, the cameraman kept rolling. You know, it was one of those where he sort of. Wow. And that, when it, they said, it went cut. And he went, um, I think we need to. They said, yeah, yeah, we'll take a break. But it would absolutely destroy the, you know, it was a mess. Anyway. Bloody hell. Yes. Brilliant. 
So I've had a lot Absolutely of those. Brilliant. I once went yeah. to Germany, stayed in Hamburg, had a lovely time. Lovely. Uh, went out in the evening and uh, went to for a meal and a tramp. I mean, a real proper tramp, like you know, shaggy beard, yeah. dishevelled clothing, everything, almost like he'd been he was a, he'd been cast as a role of tramp. Yeah. It was a perfect tramp, and he was going along at this outside cafe, going to people, and talking to everybody. It came to me, and he said, and I said, I said, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't think I've, I don't really know what I've got. I've got some, and he said, oh, you are English. I said, yes, I am, yeah. He said, oh, I beg your pardon. Okay, so I wonder if you could spare some change. And I said, wow. Yeah, sure, a perfect English. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I said, I said, are you an actor? Are you pretending to be a tramp? You say you make a living. Um, and he said, no, no, it's, it is quite fruitful, though. I, I do. It is quite successful. <laughs> and we had a nice chat. And, everything. Wow. and then I said to him, well, look, I've got these coins here. He said, oh, this, no, this is too much. This is too much. This, this one here is about right. Thank you. Thank you so much. And he went away. And then he came back to me and he said, are you in an episode of Mr. Bean? <gasps> Universal, you see. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing, isn't it? That's I not really a food it. story, Jess, but uh, but it is. Oh, I don't care. It is related. Close it, enough. Yeah, it's related. Yeah, fabulous. The next day, I had to go, and I'd been cast. When I was cast in this advert, the man said to me, "Are you the sort of man who, when you eat, when you drink uh, gin and tonic, you eat the lemon?" And mm. I said, "I said, yeah. Actually, I always do." I like yeah. I like lemon. He said, "Oh, good, good," and that was it. Oh, good. Oh, so God. we turned up. I turned up, but having met this tramp and got on, you know, terribly well with him, uh, and he, I'm sure he took the most expensive coin. Anyway, we we turned up at good the studio. Him. Yeah, good for him. We turned up at the studio, and outside were all these crates of lemons. And I went in and uh, hello, good morning. Oh, Mike, good. Come, just yes, now. It's very simple. Um, what we do, what we're doing today is um, th this is for this tablet. You understand? I said, yeah. They told me it was for a, a sort of a vitamin tablet. He went, yes. Yeah. So the, the the sensible man, the clever man, he will take this tablet, and it is uh, how um, what is the word equivalent? Equivalent. It is the equivalent of ten lemons. That is how much vitamin C in this one tablet. And the stupid man, he eats the lemons. And I said, am I, am I the stupid man? He went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, I said, well, okay. Amazing. And they gave me these lemons and I started eating them. And before we even started shooting, about two or three goes into it. He said, just eat, you know, there were 10 lemons cut up. And he said, just eat wow. them voraciously. So juice going everywhere. After, before we'd even turned over, I said, um, I can't, I can't eat any more of these. And he said, why? And I opened my mouth and it was full of blood. Oh, no. Yeah. Too much acid. It was just astonishing. And all the shine it had gone burnt. off my teeth. <gasps> I know. Jesus Christ. The things people don't think about. <laughs> I know. What I'm asking you to do? It's crazy. He said, "What? What? But we make. How do we do it?" And I said, "Well, can't you just scoop the lemon out and like put a sponge in it with some sort of liquid, and I'll pretend to eat it?" Yeah. And he said, "We could try." And then we did it, and he went, "Oh yeah, it looks exactly the same." I said, "Okay, good." <gasps> so we did it's that because my mouth's yeah, because I'm absolutely I'm in agony. And oh my god! When I got back, I went to the dentist and said, um, mm. and she she, she said, uh, so you've been. I said, can you have a look at my? She opened her mouth. She actually went. <gasps> oh love! And I went. That's I went. Awful. I went. What? She said, Oh my god! What have you been doing? 
I said, I've, I've been eating lemons. And she said, how many? I said, about 50. She said, what? <gasps> what? Why did you do that? I said, well, for money. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true, though, isn't it? Fucking hell. Because I'm a tart. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big tart. I'm a big tart. I'm, I'm a afraid. tart. You offer me enough money, um, I'll do almost anything. What's happened here is I'm a big tart. Yeah. Um, the, do you know the the irony is, especially of the advert, is that your body can only have so much vitamin C at any one time, pointless. and those tablets are a big crock of shit. Yeah, pointless. <laughs> As were the fifty lemons all at once. Yeah. It just goes straight. You just whiz. You just wear out any extra vitamins. You're not completely pointless. Oh my. Gosh. I know. Oh, my crumbs. Well, I mean... I got compensation. You'll be glad to hear. Did you? Oh, yeah, my, my agent was oh, furious. Furious. Well, good job, actually. Yeah, what's this permanent damage from something like that? That's awful. Mm. Um, bloody hell. Oh, okay. Well, I feel much better about sort of half puking a few Jacob's crackers covered in cheddar into a spittoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my tongue. I've got a new question, which is thrilling for me. Oh. We've had the same podcast for years. Okay. Uh, let's see um, if it works. Let's see if way, it works. Test, yeah, let's test see if it, it works. If on. any of these don't... If ever, if, if ever, by the way, I ask you anything, you think, I don't want to answer that, you can say, get fucked. Also, <laughs> if you go, I don't know, I haven't got an answer for that, that's also fine. Yep. I'm equipped with a million questions. That's all right. So here's a new one. Mm. Have you ever thought that to you there's a particular type or for you I should say of exercise or activity that makes you hungrier afterwards than any other that's a very good question oh good do you know I'm very rarely hungry oh really that's yeah, interesting yeah. <gasps> I, I, well here we go Whoa. I know I very rarely go god I'm hungry I'm really right. I'm really I can go I can go hours and hours and hours. And actually, I don't, I think it's because I don't really recognize the feeling of being hungry. It's a really and, alien one to yeah. loads of us. So yeah. I, I, I sort of, when I eat, I go, oh, bloody hell, I was starving. I was really hungry. I will wolf food down, you know, when I, yeah, having yeah. had a big gap or something or done yeah. something that made me hungry. But I wouldn't immediately finish the exercise and go, wow, I'm hungry now. I have that actually in the sense if I've exercised and. In the immediate aftermath of exercising, when some people think is a good time to refuel protein, etc., mm -hmm. I don't feel hungry then at all. I'm still too fizzy with adrenaline. I don't. Yeah. Feel, it doesn't feel like an intuitive time to eat at all. And I have the same thing where then a few hours later you think, "Well, oh, I should have something," and you have one bite, don't you? And then go, "Like, oh, really needed that." Yeah. 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 Yes, it's interesting. What, I do all hot and sweaty, hot and sweaty. Did the sitting down? I must now sit down get and eat a meal. In, get your no. hands in. Yeah, no. no. Face, just face in. Cutlery down. Face. And it seems slightly no. sort of uh, the problem. A lot of people do exercise in order to lose weight. So the idea of mm. exercising and then immediately going, I'm going to stuff my face now. Yeah. You sort of go, well, I, what I could have done is miss the exercise and not eaten the meal. I could have yeah, just could missed have out on none of those both things. of those things. And well, I, you could have just done either of those things when you actually felt like doing those things with the motivation of just doing them for fun. Or a little bit, you know. I could have done a bit yeah, of exercise and had a sandwich. A yes. You know? Yeah, bloody love a sandwich. <laughs> Another thing, I think, that's gone out of vogue. Um, I... Um, I asked this new question because I had a memory. I, my girlfriend, for her a very belated birthday present, went on a scuba diving, see if you like it type evening. Oh, right, yeah. And she did like it. I remember being quite 
uh, mind blown by I did about my paddy course. God, about seven, eight years ago. Mm. And um, I remember a couple of hours, you're not really even swimming. It's just sort of balancing and breathing underwater. <laughs> yes. You're just sort of, you're very vaguely moving, but I suppose you're sort of heavily weighed down or whatever. You're really concentrating. But something to do with the pressure of being down deep. I don't know, but I came back up from that ravenous in a way that people talk about after exercise. I was like, oh, I see. Oh, right. I came, yeah. Perhaps just really low blood sugar. Do you find with... Well, I want to know how diabetes affects how you eat, but also do you find that makes you sort of super aware of your, uh, at least your energy levels? Yes, it, it, it has. It's quite new. It's a new thing. Oh, is so it? So it's very recent, yes. It's ah, a sort okay. of, um, it, it, it's uh, to a large extent, and I have to say this almost as a warning to people, is that it's, it's as a result of uh, of excess alcohol intake during oh, lockdown. Oh, really? Oh, bollocks. That's uh, yeah, annoying. It is. So it's not a family. No. Nope. It's not hereditary. No. Uh-huh. No, I absolutely just did that thing that everybody said, oh, you want to watch that, you know? That, that, that. Yeah. And I went, do I? Really? Pass me another bottle yeah. of wine, you know? Yeah, <laughs> shut, get, up. Get, shut up. I'm yeah. in lockdown. Fuck off. I'm going to drink. And, and mm-hmm. I did... You know, I did that thing of, of sort of almost pretending to myself that it was the sort of thing I did when I was working. You know, like, oh, well, I don't, I don't drink until 10 o'clock at night. That's like finishing a play and, you know, coming out and going to the pub. That's all right. But then yeah. if you polish off a bottle of, of wine and then, yeah. then you go, you know, think, so, well, it's all right. I don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. I'll be all right. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah, yeah. all right. And I was quite, you know, apart from the fact that it's now led me to be diagnosed mm. as being diabetic. So I'm an idiot. I'm absolutely. Well, idiot. I don't know about idiots. A bit strong. It's so interesting, isn't it? These things. At least, I mean, with that, it's like there was this patch of time where I behaved like this. Now that behaviour stopped. This has been a consequence of that behaviour, yeah. most likely. And yeah, you move. You move on. But it's also I, ignorance. It's, um, it's also ignorance. It's yeah. not really looking into it. I didn't look into yeah. it. I went. What? Look at me. I'm not overweight. I don't. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I eat all the right sort of foods. I live a reasonably healthy lifestyle. I exercise. Oh, yeah. oh, a bottle of wine a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Talk to me about eating growing up. I don't know anything right. about where you grew up, childhood, so, uh, anything. So I was it. born in Bermondsey. I was born in so south southeast London. My yeah. family are all uh, working class, come from dockers. My dad went to night school, trained and qualified and became a solicitor. Hence, hence the teach yourself to speak properly, son. And, right, and hence right. my voice, which is nothing like anybody that's related to me. Uh, and uh, <laughs> And we lived a very... I mean, I think my mother then, I don't really remember early childhood. I remember we had an old lady live next door to us, Auntie Mary. Auntie Mary and Uncle Bill lived next door and they would basically look after us. And I I suppose that must have been because my mum was working. My mum was doing other jobs to earn enough money to keep us. Uh, And so we would be picked up from school or we would come back from school. I don't think we were ever picked up, actually. We used to walk back from school because it wasn't that far. But crossing several major roads, of course, at the age of five. Yeah. And um, and we uh, we came back and they they would provide the food. Now, her mashed potatoes, best mashed potatoes in the world, complete, okay. almost no potato, mostly butter. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Gorgeous. So So that's the sort of food I ate then. Then we moved out of London to uh, Orpington in Kent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really sort of coming up in the world. My parents bought a bungalow. And, you know, Fabulous. Because at the age of, I think probably my dad was probably about 40 at the time, he um, he said, well, you know, when we get older, we don't want to have to have stairs and things. So it was, that was a little bit excessive forward planning, I think. But, I love it. But it worked for them, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so we lived there in Orpington. Now, my mum then decided to train as a nurse. So again, she was off working. But it meant that uh, we would have to come back and look after ourselves, basically, for, as far as food was concerned. Yeah. We only ever ate properly, really, at okay. the weekend. So I ate school dinners, proper school no. dinner, which everybody had, and it was supplied for everybody. And we went in. Hot, proper, Complete full, full meal, meal yeah. yeah. Yeah, with a main course and a pudding. Oh, fab. Yeah, every day. So that was my, so I didn't really need anything else. And I survived, I think, probably for several years on a, a tin of uh, oxtail soup. When you got home. Heinz, yeah, which I yeah. heated up myself and that was it. That was what I lived on. So when you think about a tin of Heinz oxtail soup now, is that something you think, cool, I remember that, I'd have that nostalgically, or is it something you think, nah? No, I've tried it and it's really not nice. Okay. Yeah, I've tried it since and, and your taste... Your tastes change, don't they? You discover new yeah. things. You learn things. I can still eat a Heinz Malagatawny soup quite easily. Yeah. Fabulous. But no. I, I mean, I then went to, you know, when I went to college, so the first time I was away from home, uh, I stayed in, in halls and went to the college every day for lunch. I didn't want to cook for myself particularly, you know. So I lived on yeah. cereals and went to lunch every day, walked along, looked at the things on offer, got to the end and asked for sausage, chips and beans, please. <laughs> and I had that again every day of the week. So I was really? so really incredibly unadventurous I was as a boy. I mean, I've, yeah. I've said to my wife, you know, all our married life, and that's 40 years we've been married, I've said, oh, wow. if she made me shepherd's pie every day, I wouldn't complain. You'd be all right with that. I'd be perfectly happy with that. But 
She has slowly and gradually dragged me out of the dark ages and shown me other things. And uh, I'm I'm so grateful for it because now we we eat a very interesting and varied diet. And one of the great joys of my life, which will be interesting now that I'm diabetic, but it's always been to go to um, really lovely restaurants. If we do anything, that's where I spend my money. Yes, I, that's my, all my excess. I have no excess. qualms at all about about going to a restaurant. I have no qualms at all about paying a hundred pounds for a meal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's. I really, I couldn't agree more. I think there's no. Um, I think there are places. There are, of course, always places where it's a swizz, but um, generally, I think the work, the graft yeah. that chefs do creatively and just hard grind labour. Mm to um, produce the food that they do is worth every penny. Oh, it is. And I don't, and it's like, it's one of those funny things, isn't it? Where you're like, oh, you know, I think theoretically, I sometimes wonder, should I, should I, should any spare money, leftover money go on something? You've got something to show for it. (laughs) And you think, no, I've just got a really happy life. Those experiences are the things to show for it. I do Uh, remember the The memories of them. Where's your best one? Where's the best one you've been to? Oh, um, gosh. I haven't. I, I've still. There, I have a long list of places to try. Um, That's the joy of it, of course. Yeah, there always exactly. is. You've got things to look forward to. And also, I'm, yeah. So the fancy, the fancy restaurant that that's I think where I had the most exciting and just everything being so delicious was called Restaurant Story. I don't know if it's still there. It's Tom Story's restaurant on oh, the right, end yeah. of Tower Bridge, and it looked like a toilet from the outside. It looked <laughs> like a modern, nice public toilet, but it didn't look like much. It was um, sort of this strange wooden, small structure. Hmm. Um, and then when you went in, it was like being in a tiny sort of Hobbit library. And um, everything was very literary themed. It was oh, quite on the nose. Brilliant. It was just so delicious. And it was the first time I'd been anywhere where they really, um, a sort of modern fine dining, where they really uh, doubled down on the theatre of it mm-hmm. all. You know, you brought things out covered, not because someone had hopefully huffed a cigarette into them, but with smoke, <laughs> yeah. steam, nitrous oxide or whatever it's called, coming off this um, <laughs> snow white apple that looks like just an apple, but then there's all this sorts of things, alchemy gone on inside it, that kind of thing. Everything was very exciting. Brilliant, but you don't like really know what the taste tale. of anything's going to be. You, no. you, know, you, know, you look at it and you think to yourself, and well, I wonder what this is going to taste like. And, you, and every, therefore, it's, an, it's a, a real excitement. You take a taste, you go, oh my God. Oh, it is like a trip to the theatre, isn't yeah. it, really, with that? You're like, you are telling me a story. You are giving me curveballs. You are revealing things. Absolutely. Are... I think it's a, as a luxury. And it, sh- and it mm. is a luxury. You know, only, yeah, only extreme, you know. I mean, I say I'm happy to spend £100 on a meal, but I would, you know, that would be a, a rare event even still, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I, every time I've done it, it's been incredible. I, my, yeah. One of my favourite meals, I was doing a play in Edinburgh, so the next time you go to Edinburgh, you must book this place well in okay. advance because, it, and it's Tom's Kitchen, which is oh. uh, which is Tom Kitchen's restaurant. It's in Leaf. Yes. It's opposite yeah. the uh, the, par- the Parliament Building down in Leaf, Brilliant. and it's absolutely fantastic. It was incredible food, and we is it went seafood. Is it, it is mostly sorts? seafood, yeah, yeah. But you can get all sorts of things. We did go there thinking, you know, we just my wife booked it and said we've got in there, but we've got lunch. We've got really early lunch. I think we're the first people in, but we have to be out by one thirty. I said it's okay. I'm doing a play, you know, and to get back and have a yeah. little snooze, and then she said I might have a glass of wine. I said, you know, okay. So we went to this place and we sat down, and the man said, well, these are the menus, and we were looking through, and it, uh, and I said, oh wow, 
that tasting menu looks fantastic. He said, well, you know, if you're interested, we can do that. I said, no, we've got to be out by, by one. He went, not if you have the tasting menu, sir. And I said, oh, wow. okay, shall we? And we did. We had these sort of 10 course tasting yes. menu, which was, you know, and it was about 70 quid. And we had it with paired yeah. wine. My wife said, can oh I have paired? Oh, my God. Yes, please. Jess, remember, I'm doing a play that evening. Yeah, I, know, I am a bit nervous about that. I did. <laughs> I've, I, not since I was a student have I been on stage drunk, but I did. It was very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> thrill. Yeah. And actually, I think sometimes in those situations, the fact that I wouldn't say drunk, but there's been times where I've done performed um, with a hangover and I know that I've been better because of the fear of the guilt yeah. if I fucked it up. The concentration the guilt, involved. The, the jeopardy. <laughs> if you're like, oh, she's the one who screwed that up because she was hammered or because she was hungover. You're like, not going to let that happen. Mm. Not going to let that happen. You really focus, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. The oh, You know, wow. the of those restaurants, I would say that, that some of the best meals I've ever had in my life have been, uh, I would say, in those really sort of rustic places, like in Spain. I went, I was oh, filming in Spain, and I went, the, the Spanish crew said to me, Mike, we, we go to uh, the Paella restaurant in the, in the hills to this weekend. You want to come? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. And it was a real honour to be asked, because they were working yeah. with the English people all the time, but... To take an English person with them, they were sort of in a way lumbering themselves with the fact that they would have to continue <laughs> speaking English because none of oh, us, you know, so bless them. They said, you want to come? And I said, you know, I'd really love to be honoured. So they said, OK. They picked me up at the hotel and we drove off. And, you know, most of the time they did speak Spanish, but every now and then they'd turn around and explain a joke, you know. Yeah. And, and then we got to this tiny little paella restaurant in the, up in the mountains. Mm. And they said, is the best paella in the world, Mike? And I said, in the world? They said, in the world, yes. And I said, okay. And we went in, and they did two types of paella. That was it. Right. One was paella with asparagus. Asparagus. Right. Asparagus is very good. Mm. Amazing. Uh, just green, dark green paella. Oh, wow. And the other one was paella with, um, with rabbit and snails. So no seafood because they were away from the coast. So you That's so interesting. Yeah, you put in the food what is local, what you can get for yes. next to nothing. Okay, so rabbit, okay. rabbit in the mountains. They put rabbit in Gorgeous, paella, yeah. and it was unbelievable with the most incredible salad. We went into the kitchen, and there's this tiny little skinny woman do cooking all the paella, and wow. over an open fire, which she used the twigs from um, from the vineyards, so they kept them, dried them, and so they burnt like ferociously. Yeah. And she put it on there, and it would just go. <laughs> and she, so she's pouring it, sweat pouring off her. Amazing, <laughs> cooking this food. It was absolute. it was astonishing. I've never eaten anything like it. It was just the oh, most beautiful food. Yes. And that and yes. and meals like my parents had all lived in France for a long time, and uh, we used to go and visit. And they had a local bar which had a room at the back, and it's you could book it for for lunch. And they yeah. would just start bringing food, and, and you just got what you were given. You'd give, you know, they'd all the traditional sort yes. of French stuff, but all traditional French food. About third in would come this amazing vegetable soup, which was just wow. vegetables taken from their garden, and yeah. you know. Unbelievable food. Good stock. Mm. I've got a friend who's got a place in Italy. We had a New Year's Eve meal there once, which was cooked for by a woman who lived next door. And she said <gasps> she was very happy. 
see, see, I cook you, you're perfect, sit, sit, sit. And she came in and they brought, the man brought in the wine that he'd made himself. And we, we drank that. And then she started bringing in food. And after the fifth pasta course, yeah. we said, said, is it all pasta? And she said, no, no, this is for, what did you say, for begin, to start. <gasps> went, oh, okay, God. oh, I think I should have slowed down a bit. And really, uh, it was course after course after course. We, oh, my word. It was, but it was amazing, amazing oh. food. All, oh. all cooked in our little kitchen. Just So those sort of things. But I've also, yeah. I think if you go to some of those places now, because the whole idea of fine dining has, has really grown into this, this thing that a lot of people enjoy, yes. there are some places that sort of do it in an absurd way. We, oh, I agree. My yeah. wife, we went to a we went to a restaurant in Enfleur in France, mm-hmm. and we we were staying there, and we booked it, and our children were with us, and, and our grandchildren, and they said, yeah. "Well, you go out the two of you go out for a nice meal together." So we we booked what was described as by far the best restaurant in Enfleur, okay, and and it was you know, fine dining. You'll love it. And we turned up, and my my wife had um, had scallops mm. with which are gorgeous, you know. But yeah, scallops, it said with a foam and oh a foam and a coffee extract, it said. We thought, well, that's going to be interesting. Oh. What's that going to be like? Because you have to trust them to know what they're yes, doing. Yes, of course. So it was meringue that she had, not foam. Mm. And really, you know, the sort of meringue you have in Eaton Mess, a pudding? Yeah. That with, with a scallop sitting on top of it. And then they sprinkled <laughs> dried... Like Nescafe. Oh, God. Like the tarmac granules or yeah. some... Crunchy. Nescafe on Still t- crunchy, but disgusting. Oh, it was disgusting. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Oh, God. I and mean, was, that's a, the they'd, worst thing. They'd heard that. You know, had to die they'd heard that. Heston Blumenthal does these sort of things, so we'll do it. And you go, no, no, you've got to taste it. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's horrible. Terrible. And we went to a place... Oh. We did go to a really good restaurant in France called... Uh, and it's a word, you know, the word for frog in fr- French. Do you know that? It's called, it's, a, it's, it's called grand-nuit. I, I think grand-nuit. I, it's, it's a, an incredibly, for such a simple word, it's a very complicated word, like they do sometimes. Le, le grand-nuit. I can, and if you say that to a French, if I ever say it, they roar with laughter. They think it's, <laughs> they think it's hysterical that I'm trying to say frog. You know, but... <laughs> So there's there's a restaurant called La Grenouille. So it's yeah. it's a froggery. The froggery. The froggery. Look the it froggery. up. I think you'll find it if you look it up. The froggery. It's only just into yeah. northern France. You can get it if you just go through the tunnel or just get a boat Perfect. over. It's really lovely. We went there and it was supposed to be twelve courses of this really experimental food, and it was amazing. But before we went in, they brought us three different mousse bouches, okay, which were all, you know, nice, lovely. Okay. But by the time we went in, we were feeling fairly full up anyway. Oh, shit. And, yeah. and then it kept coming. And there was a sort of a mousse-bouche every third course. So that in the end, we ended yeah. up, we got, we got 22 courses. We were going out. <laughs> we, were go- we were pretending we smoked. And we were going outside. Just, just go. <gasps> no. But we, we did it hidden in pockets and, this, and we could dump oh, it. Oh, 
God, oh no! Yeah. Oh my word. I mean, well, that's <laughs> the other thing now. With I think there used to be uh, the idea that if you go fine dining, you're not going to come away full. You're going to get these few little nit bits, uh, mm. and that's not the case at all now. No. Quite the opposite. And I'd say it's the one thing is that you need to be really ready, don't you? Because yeah. um, the last time I went out, I won't say where, because the food was amazing, mm. just amazing to somewhere snazzy. But... Um, both me and my partner afterwards, I think especially when you're, I don't know, my ethos with eating is if you're hungry, eat. Think if you something you particularly want, have it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're your own master. Trust your body. If you're full, stop. Whereas in these places, you don't you don't stop when you're full because this is so, it's an adventure. It's part of the thing is that you're mm. going to be tasting all these. But you do come away feeling pretty grim. Yes, like I know. Pretty, like it's very rich. Everything is so... I mean, things that there might be a courses that taste fresh to ready for the next kind of big mm. cream laden thing, whatever. But um, yeah, and also I don't eat meat very often anymore. No. I will if I go to these places. I'm not going to not experience the things they cook so beautifully. And I, I am still omnivorous. Yeah. But um, um, so that, you know, I, I feel like there's a, a physiological... <laughs> price to pay <laughs> yes. for those few hours. Well, again, you see, that, that I suppose it's sort of awesome. training yourself up, isn't it? Is it is yeah. it possible to also go to these fantastically expensive restaurants, have these amazing meals and go, that was lovely, but I won't have any more of it, thank you, because I know there's more coming. So yes. that you walk away from the restaurant not feeling incredibly bloated, yes. but having having experienced it. It's really difficult. The problem is they're catering. What are they doing? They're catering... It's like a lot of restaurants, they have to cater for my my mother-in-law always whenever we go to a restaurant because she was uh, born during the war. So she yeah. she the idea of leaving something on her plate is really painful for her. She finds it very upsetting. She says, so she always says, can you give me a really, really tiny portion? Please, a child's yeah. portion. I, I just, I don't want to leave any, but, you know, I'll, I get full up very easily. So they go, yes, of course, madam. They come out and she put it and she says, sorry, is this a, is that it, a child? This is enormous. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. It's not as large as we normally serve. Well, I can't. Wow. And so she she, ne- she just never really gets to enjoy going out. Oh. She's, she's always feeling guilty that she's having to leave yeah. something. Yes, and it's awful, isn't it? And it wasn't great. I think we can look back now with the, like the um, oh the privilege of hindsight mm. and um, and see that, that I, I absolutely understand. I had a, a well, I have an English and had an Austrian grandmother um, with very different but some similarities and their experiences of the Second World War as children, but um, both very waste conscious with food in a way which we could sort of take a lesson from, certainly in mm-hmm. terms of how you prepare to use things up and stretch things out. Yeah. And, you know, um, you don't you throw away the leaves off a cauliflower that you could saute up and they're lovely. You know, just thinking of, th- anyway, having that in mind, but equally the downside of that was, I mean, my Austrian nana, um, if we, look, well, they would go on a holiday and my parents would, look after their house mm. and we'd live in their house for a week while they were on holiday and when I was a baby and then yeah. after that we lived a bit further away but as before we'd even left in the car my nana would you'd just be a bum sticking out of the bin in the garden while she's picking out tins that had been thrown away that still had two beans in <laughs> she wouldn't let anything go no. and she would give you coffee with like you'd look and see if the milk was solid she would keep anything and mm. every day she would go down to see Esther in Farnborough every morning and every evening to see the bargain aisles. Yes. Anything that had these stickers yes. she would buy. You go right at um, the end of the day. That's the best yeah. time to shop, yeah. But the downside of that is the, the 
you know, we I think we now know psychologically it's not great if you to say to kids you've finished that plate, yeah, you empty that plate because you're from a in terms of your relationships with eating, we now understand that that sort of takes you away from being able to listen to your fullness and like we were saying, you know, it's not the easiest thing to know when you're hungry, let alone when you're full. No, and actually. It's because none of us, have, we've all had childhoods full of being told, no, no, finish that up. Keep eating. I've guessed, I've guessed when you'll be full and it's this plate's worth. Yes. It's like, oh God, it's, well, you were wrong. You it's know. weird, isn't it? Because I was always, when I was a kid and we used to play football in the park on a Sunday morning. So we would, you know, be running around, like I was saying earlier, being hot and sweaty, having done a lot of exercise and then being yes. asked to eat a lot of food. It's an absurd situation. So we would come, yeah. particularly in the summer, you'd come back in. And be, because my parents were, from where they were for their, you know, their history, Sunday lunch was Sunday lunch. That's it. Yeah. You know, in fact, it was always called Sunday dinner. You know, right, yeah. So at one o'clock, Sunday dinner was served, and it was meat, veg, potatoes, gravy, and it was yeah, always roast. that Good with a pudding every time. Right. And um, it is great, but I, I never liked Brussels sprouts. Right. I still don't, uh, even though we eat them when they're in, in season almost every day because my wife adores them. She puts them on my plate and she she said to me, why do you always leave a Brussels sprout? And it goes right back to then. When I was a small child, that was my treat. I used to say, I can't eat it all, mum. I'm full up. I've been playing football. I don't want to eat it. And she said, no. And I said, well, can't I just leave something? And she said, well, you can leave one thing. <laughs> And I would always leave a Brussels sprout. It was always a little... I hate hate Brussels sprouts. A sprout. Particularly the way she cooked them. They were just, you know, boiled within an inch of their life and horrible. And I think Brussels sprouts were more bitter then. I think they've been... Right. They've been... Genetically. Genetically changed, you know. Okay. So, People have said that, haven't they, a lot recently. They're I'm much sure nuttier true. now and less, yeah. yes, they've lost an acidity. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So I still God, do it. I still, as a matter of habit, that thing learned as a small boy. I still Treat yourself to leave your sprout. I'll then. just leave one. I've, I don't even know I'm doing it. I get to the end of the meal and go, hmm, that was nice. Look down, there's a Brussels sprout in the corner of the plate on its own. Oh, God, that's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. I have a six-year-old who I'm trying to persuade to try everything, you mm. know, and I'm trying to explain to him, well, this is a good, maybe I'll ask you this. Has there been anything, is that some, a lovely example of something that hasn't changed mm. even? It's just muscle memory, yeah. potentially forever. But has there been anything that has changed? Was there ever a thing you didn't like that you just grew to like? Or something you hated that suddenly one day you tried and went, oh, well, now I like that now. Oh, no, absolutely, because we had such an unadventurous diet when I was young. Almost everything that wasn't really your basic English meal, I would go, "Mm, I don't really, I don't like that, you know. Yeah. So unless it was a pie or it was, was, you know, shepherd's pie or it was some sort of mince, you know, or or your roast dinner, I wasn't very keen on it. I wasn't keen on any of it, you know. So all my life has been a constant learning of, do you know what? That's quite nice, actually. I quite like that. And and particularly foreign foods. I I went on holiday when I was very young to Italy. One of the first times I went abroad on my own. And uh, I went with the church. My mother was very keen for me to go. I think she wanted me to be a priest, actually. Mm -hmm. She she, she, I would make a good priest, Uh, you know. And I don't know why, because I, I was never had any intention to be celibate. Uh, you know, <laughs> just 
crazy. And actually, it was it was a ridiculous thing to do. We went to a place of which is called it's called a seminary. Uh, uh, so. So, with the, I always immediately I just we just learned about seminal fluids. Uh, oh God! Mm. And I, and I thought a seminary is a place where they train young priests. So trainee priests all stay there. Yeah. They all have their own individual cells. So one a single room, and we stayed in this monastery. Right. On holiday. Now, I went there with people from the church and it was so they were very Catholic. It was I thought, oh, well, you know, at least I'll get to go abroad. That'll be exciting. Go yeah. on a plane for the first time. So I, I said, yeah, I'll go. Just outside of Rome, overlooking the Pope's private villa. It was just gorgeous place. Wow. And when we turned up there on another bus at the same time, turned up a people from a church in Newcastle who'd also come on this holiday and they had been there before and they all turned up with their duty free set up a bar got the music on and it was hordes of young geordies who were were there for a party so instead of you know let's go to church every morning in the in the chapel and uh, let's all be very religious and pretend to be god it was riotous absolutely it was brilliant Do you know what that's reminded me of? It's got nothing to do with eating. I had my first snog in a church. (laughs) All the cool kids, I I was 11, it was a terrible snog. All the cool kids went to J Club, Jesus Club, even though my parents were agnostic or atheist. I was like, please, can I go to Jesus Club? And at 11, they were like, all right, yeah, Mm. of course, all right. but yeah, little did they know we were up, we were up to absolutely no good in there. <laughs> well, yes, I had one of my. Uh, it's sadly it's one of the, I think it's possibly one of my great uh, regrets in life. Although you know, I've had a fantastic life. Is that um, at the age of fifteen in in this yeah. place, I they had a big shower block because obviously it was for you know priests. So there yeah. was nothing. It was not nothing for women there at all. We all had these shower yeah. blocks, but they all had doors on. Wooden yeah. doors. I was having a shower, getting ready to go for dinner, and and there was some giggling outside the door, and a knock on the door, and somebody said, "Hello, Mike." And I went, "Hello, who's that?" I went, "It's." And it was these two girls who I've been talking to all afternoon, and they <gasps> they said, "You having a shower?" And I said, "I am." They said, "Can we come in?" <gasps> I said, no, "I'm I'm, ha- I'm having a shower," <laughs> like a fifteen year old would do, embarrassed. Uh- because the moment they'd I'm come a, in, you know, I, 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 I haven't I, finished washing. I haven't got any clothes on. I can't come yeah. in. God, <laughs> no. Dad didn't let them in. <gasps> oh, that terrible. No. Oh, dear. But oh, we, well. we had a lovely dinner. We went out to dinner that night and we went yeah. to a dinner. And I, in my <laughs> ignorance, said, what can we order? And, uh, and I knew nothing. All I knew was spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Which, of course, doesn't exist in Italy. No, was, they don't know what it is. Those fifty-three it's, courses. It's, it's, it's ragu. Yeah. It's yeah. with meat, you know. So they, they, they don't know what it is. So I said spaghetti bolognese. They said no, no. I said yeah, spaghetti. You know, you just can I just have spaghetti bolognese, please? Said, no, 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 no. Showed me the menu. I had no idea what anything was. So I said okay, just I just what spaghetti? I'll have spaghetti. They went okay, and he went <laughs> up, and he came back with an enormous bowl of plain spaghetti. Oh God. <laughs> And then, you know, to, again, to a 15-year-old, he said, do you want some oil, maybe cheese? I went, no, disgusting, no. Oh, and God. I ploughed my way through this plate thinking, I'll never eat pasta again. This is absolutely awful. So, oh, so you gosh. learn, you live and learn. You do you know? learn, you live and learn. And also, who knows, you know, you, you may have enjoyed it. My, my girlfriend's Scottish, and if I'm not here... 
um, for fun, and she enjoys this. She'll have pasta, just pasta and carrots. No, just boiled pasta I can see and it. carrots. And I mean, she's like, it's 50-50 carrots and pasta. It's balanced. It's delicious. <laughs> to me, it's delicious. Delicious. But as Don't time's gone me, on, I know, honestly. And you know, I've had to learn to not. It's true. One of my favourite meals, the sort of pastas, is just pasta. And then you have, yeah. you, you, you put uh, garlic in the, in, to the frying pan and yes. a bit of olive oil. And then you, you put some chilli flakes in or some fresh chilli, chop it up, put, put the seeds in, just stir it around a bit, put it onto the pasta with some olive oil and just cover it, coat it in it, and there you are. And it's absolutely the most gorgeous. It's out of this world. It's out of this world. Yeah. We overcomplicate things. Maybe a bit of lemon zest, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of parmesan. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I've hardly asked you any questions because it's That's just right. you, we, we haven't eaten um, our tronchi. We haven't eaten. We need to try a tronchi. So the, I, my hope for these, my great hope for these, is that they're made by Ferrero. Ah, yes. Famous Rocher craft. Yes. And so indeed, how, how appropriate. Because I, for many years, was uh, the, the butler. <gasps> of course. No, but this is in oh. Spain, I'm afraid. Ah, I was in Spain. You were the spoiling them. Were you spoiling them in Spain? I, I was the man. They was but so they go. They'd say, "Oh, ambassador, you are spoiling us with your <gasps> thing." And then and they'd wave, and the, the butler standing there with a the tray of Ferrero Rocher, I would nod and come across and offer it to the ambassador. That was my job. And and the oh, the, the woman who was doing it was, um, I think it might be. Um, who was that bloke who was a, who was a footballer, goalkeeper for Barcelona, and then he became a singer. Um, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, God. I'm going to... And his son became a singer, saying, Inside Out, Living La Libra Vida Loca. Who did that? Oh, da, da. Living La Vida Loca. Yeah. Enrique. Car Enrique, whatever his name. Inglesias. Inglesias. Now, his father, Julio Inglesias. Right. Was a very big singer, you know. When I begin, I begin. That's what... Yes, that's, yes. of course. Julio Iglesias. Julio Iglesias played Julio. played in goal for Barcelona. He was a goalkeeper. Anyway, it should be a good quiz team partnership. His, Cheers. His wife. Here we are. We're going to try it. Here we go. Cheers. Oh, mm. I want to hear mm. my wife after this. Mm. No, very like a Ferrero Rocher, but without mm. the nuts. Mm. So it's wafer on the outside, mm. but not covered in chocolate like a bueno. No. Mm. Well, it's really nutty. Yeah. Oh, the nuttiness comes through more uh, and more the more you yeah. jump. That's nice. Hazelnuts. Nice. Hazelnuts, beautiful. Mm. Mm. I love hazelnuts. Nocciola. Mm. Mm. That's lovely. On the box it says trunky. Trunky. Nicciola. No sprigge waffle. <laughs> five stock. You get five oh, stock. Really? There. Do you get five stock? Mm, five That's stock. all right. That's a bargain. Five sticks. Five sticks. Mm. Oh, that's all right, isn't it? So, Julio Iglesias' really? wife was the woman yeah. who was took the part of the ambassador. She was the ambassadress. Oh, so she waved at me, and she used to call me Pedro. <laughs> Pedro, she goes Pedro. Pedro, and I'd nod and come across and offer mm -hmm. another Ferrero. Now, there, there is only one tower of Ferrero Rocher in the world. Did you know that? No. There's, there's a Ferrero Rocher museum in Turin. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I know, you should. I love Ferrero Rocher. And they have the original tower, which was made for the original advert, and they've used it in all adverts. They, they wow. fly it around to wherever they're making a thing. Everybody, somebody guards it. It's heavily looked after. He handed it to me just for the takes. It's useless. It's basically Ferrero Rocher on chicken wire. Yeah. And every time you move, they just go, they wobble. <gasps> and they said, you can't see it wobble. You can't have it wobble. So I had to learn to walk without and stop without 
Wow. It was very difficult. Anyway. Have you found that ever since that part, you've been much better at, at um, putting freshly refilled ice trays back in a freezer? <laughs> yes. All those. I've got, a, I've got a great skill in that area. The best thing that ever came out of that advert was that I was once standing at a, um, in a queue at, um, at Alicante Airport. And, and I, I walked towards the passport thing and I gave the man the passport. And he looked at it. He looked up at me. And he looked back at the passport. Then he got out and went down the road to the, the next booth. And he showed the passport to the man. And they both looked across at me. And then they both came back and stood in the booth. And by this time, I was absolutely bricking it. Yeah. I thought, what the fuck? And he said, Hello, Pedro. <laughs> I mean, I thought for a what's he talking about? What's he talking about? Oh, yes, yes, Pedro. Oh, oh, yes. Thank God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. They'd recognize I me from absolutely it. absolutely love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, what a weird okay. life. What a weird life. What a wonderful life. life, more like. Mm. Um, I'm going to ask you two very quick questions. Yeah, go. my big last end question. Okay. The quick questions. Uh, no other option. Would you eat a person? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Five second rule. Yes or no? Uh, okay. No. No, absolutely not. Okay, fine. Um, and have you ever eaten anything while it was still alive? Well, I suppose an oyster is uh, still alive. I suppose. Mm. Technically an oyster. Yeah. yeah delicious. Yes. A ghost with a moral debt to atone for has agreed to execute the perfect assassination of Putin, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Michael, put all the books in all the Queen's houses in alphabetical order with no breaks at all, all whilst blowing raspberries like one might at a baby, so that your mouth is too busy to get past any snacks. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Yes. You go down in history as the man who finally took out that Ass face. Um, <laughs> you, your reward is the adulation of all people for all time. Mm. However, your reward in the moment, and bearing in mind you are so hungry, luckily not from any sort of sweaty exercise, but from a long and arduous task that took up, you made your hands and mouth busy for so long. Mm -hmm. You're starving. You're really hungry. Even you can't miss it. You're so hungry. Yeah. And you couldn't be happier. So it's the opposite of a last meal. You couldn't be happier. You couldn't be hungrier. You can have what ever you would like mm. in this fantasy scenario what would you eat what would you drink and if there's a who with and where you can add a who with and, oh, where. and these things lovely. don't have to be possible yes. i don't care about ethics health any of that just what would your soul scream for in that environment well do you know strangely enough i am not a pudding person which sounds strange to a man who's you know got diabetes you would think i would be but I'm absolutely not. So I will concentrate almost entirely on once I discovered what they call a starter menu. Yes. Yes, please. I was no turning back. That was again, that was again in Australia. I went for lunch with three of my dearest friends and we sat there and had a starter menu and for the first time in my life, pudding wine. Uh, I don't because the starters had we had five starters and then five tiny little desserts, each with a different glass of pudding wine. Oh, wow. Fun. And, and the reason I'd it's, – it's strange to pick one meal because you've given me such an enormous option. You would think I would say, mm -hmm. well, I will then without doubt have shepherd's pie, you know, 
because that would be my go-to option in all cases. Glorious. But in fact, I would have that meal again. Yeah. I would have that meal, that meal meal with those people. Yes. You know, because it was such a surprise. It was such a, we went, walked into a restaurant thinking, what's this place? This looks interesting. And we had for the first time, we drank Jacob's Creek white Sauvignon. Wow. Which, which is my favourite Australian wine. It's not expensive. It's just because it it's takes good. takes me straight back there. It's so it. perfect. We we intended to stop and have a short lunch, and we had a fucking enormous lunch. <laughs> I mean, you know, one of those lunches that when we yeah, got yeah, when we got yeah. to the end of the when we had finished the bottle of of Calvados, yeah, we sort of drifted into dinner. Yeah. We started again, oh, you know. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It really was amazing. And we like a we sunshine Christmas. One of those day. few days where we didn't have a show in the evening, we knew we yeah. were free. It was a beautiful it was near the coast. It would either be that we did oh God, I had some fantastic meals on that trip. With yeah. those people. Mmm Delicious. Oh, what a lovely, nourishing, story-rich podcast. Thank you, Michael. Um, follow him on Instagram, at Fenton Stevens, and his podcast is so good. It's called My Time Capsule. I'm going to be on it soon. And my God, that man is well-connected. He has the most extraordinary guests on there. Everyone you've ever idolised, he's chatted to on there. Follow the podcast on social media at The Hoovering Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on social media at Jessica Foster Feel free to support the podcast with five star reviews. Recommending it to other people is just as valuable to me as anything else. Or if you've got money, go to Patreon. Links to all those things, including everything else that Michael and I um, reference, any restaurant names, stuff like that, links to what we were eating are in the podcast notes. Anything longer than a tweet you want to send me? Um, like an email, that's what they call it. If you want to buy tickets to see me do stand-up, my tour has gone on sale. Wench, I will be um, previewing it between now and August in all sorts of places, from Wales to Wells in Somerset uh, and London all the time. Um, and then I'll be taking it up to the Edinburgh Festival. And then I'll Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We're on tour from September to December and hopefully coming somewhere near you. Tickets to all those tour shows are now live on my website, jessicafosterq.com. Please come and see me do Wench, my new show on tour. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until in two weeks' time, happy hoovering. <laughs> <laughs> 